Hi, this is Victoria Naole, and here with me again is Professor Peter Cameron and Brandon Malone. Uh, this is our second video in the second series, and in here we're going to talk about the current developments in energy disputes, and we can also briefly discuss the top recent cases. But before we start, I'd like Professor Cameron and Brandon to briefly introduce themselves. Professor Cameron. Hello, I'm, I'm Peter Cameron. I'm, I'm Professor of International Energy Law at the University of Dundee and Director of the Energy Centre at Dundee. I also sit as an arbitrator and uh, I'm co-director with Brandon Malone of the International Centre for Energy Arbitration uh, based here in, in Scotland. Uh, thank you very much for the introduction, Brandon. Uh, yes, I'm a lawyer and arbitrator working in Edinburgh and London and internationally. Uh, I chair the Scottish Arbitration Centre and I'm a co-director of the International Centre of Energy Arbitration along with Peter Cameron. Uh, thank you very much for the introduction. So in this video we want to focus on the current developments in energy disputes. Professor Cameron, can you please take us through the current developments? Well, taking you through the current developments, that's a, a, that's a tall order, but let me just make a, just a few points about what, what we can see um, at the moment. Uh, Energy attracts a lot of attention um, from international arbitration, um, perhaps sadly. There are many, many energy cases. And what, um, statistically, if you look at the ICC figures, if you look at the, uh, the ICSID uh, uh, figures, um, various kinds of energy attract quite a lot of uh, um, claims. Um, and that is a, is a cue as well. What we're seeing much more now than we've ever seen before is that energy, energy, energy disputes are indeed disputes that affect almost every kind of energy that, you, that we have available. Um, it's not just about oil and gas or hydrocarbons. It's about renewable energy in its many different forms. It could be shale could be wind, there are quite a lot of, uh, and nuclear as well. There are various kinds of energies that, that, that now uh, uh, attract uh, disputes. Um, we've never seen that diversity before, um, but, uh, but we certainly have it now. What would be the trends? What would, we, what would we notice at the moment? I think you do get waves. You get, for example, waves of disputes about gas pricing. That's quite esoteric. Not many people know about those disputes. In fact, not many arbitrators are involved in gas pricing disputes. Um, but you've had a few waves of these often affecting, um, uh, often having a commercial character, but affecting uh, state companies uh, in, in Eastern Europe and um, North Africa. You've had also a wave, another wave, um, that concerns solar energy um, in, in, in Europe, in different states, whether Italy, Czech Republic, uh, Spain, or respondents in, in, in cases um, that concern renewable forms of energy. Um, and in the past, we had quite a number of cases involving Latin America, involving um, Venezuela, Ecuador, and Argentina, uh, sometimes they were oil, sometimes they were gas, and sometimes they were utilities in the case of Argentina, um, gas, electricity, and water utilities. So you have not just one or two cases, you may have 10, 20, 30, uh, or even more. 
um, and, and, and energy has been involved in some of these, uh, some of these waves. And in addition to that, you get frequently uh, a case here and a case there that involves maybe revocation of licenses or, or tax increases that seem to be um, uh, contrary to the, the terms of a contract that has been uh, agreed. Um, and of course, behind all this, you have you have the, the role of the multilateral uh, treaty called the the Energy Charter Treaty, uh, which has been um, which is the most uh, used multilateral treaty uh, in the world these days. Um, and I think without those few comments, uh, that might really be a, a scene-setting introduction. Uh, that's enough for you uh, for, for the moment, Victoria. All right, thank you very much, Professor Cameron. Brandon, do you want to add on Professor Cameron's discussion? Uh, I suppose I would add uh, the, the uh, a theme for some time now has been the drop in the oil price, of course, mm -hmm. uh, because disputes tend to be generated by a mismatch of expectations. So if you've got companies that have contracted and forecast on the basis of a relatively high oil price uh, and some would maybe say an abnormally high oil price of $100 a barrel or so and they now find it's, got, it's gone down to 30, 40 or it's back up to 60 or so or whatever it is now. Uh, that's still shaking out and I'm certainly still seeing disputes uh, arising out of that because necessarily people are having to uh, try and save money where they can and that may be trying to wriggle out of contractual obligations. Um, so we're seeing some of that um, and it's uncertain how that's going to pan out in the longer term because as, as, as Peter mentioned, a lot of de developing technologies, uh, renewables becoming much more efficient, uh, new, new types of, of energy and as we look ahead the, the old certainties um, you know, there are all kinds of pressures on uh, oil and, and, I, and I think for the first time in a long time the, the, the real issue isn't about the oil running out, it's about the demand for oil lessening to such an extent that that has a, a major impact uh, and we see that particularly for example with uh, electric cars uh, and the pressure to and the move in that direction the, the uptake, now that reaches a tipping point eventually where it has a big impact on the oil price and it has massive ram ramifications for the industry. Uh, and battery storage is having uh, big implications in terms of making renewable energy much more of a factor um, because they're able to supply base load whereas previously you would have to rely on uh, extracted uh, resources. So there's all kinds of interesting uh, stuff happening. Uh, in purely arbitration terms within energy, there have been different pressures uh, from within the European Union, for example, which doesn't like the idea of states uh, entering treaties uh, within the EU, and that's having big effects. We've seen uh, that, so that whole uh, bilateral uh, investment treaty scene within the EU community uh, has been shaken up recently. Uh, with the uh, Court of Justice of the European Union taking the view that uh, these treaties shouldn't really exist and shouldn't be operated, that EU law has primacy. Now how all that fits into multilateral treaties where some parties involved might be within the EU and some outside of it um, is all very interesting. So 
there's a lot, a lot yeah. happening at the moment and, and a lot uh, is going to continue to happen in the short term. All right, thank you very much, Brandon. Thank you very much, Professor Cameron. That marks the end of our second video. And the last one, we shall talk about the limitations and challenges to international arbitration and the way forward. Stay tuned. <laughs>